Coming up in our spring LISD podcast, our executive director of CTE, Jason Cooper, takes us on a private tour of the awesome LISD tech centers, provides a better understanding of the difference between a technical certificate and a college degree, and gives us some insight what the future holds for our tech students. All of this coming up next on podcast number nine. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to podcast number nine. It's been a few months since we last met, but you know what? We're going to make up for today because we have the awesome Jason Cooper with us. And Jason is the executive director of CTE here at LISD and oversees the operations of both of our award technical centers, our award-winning technical centers, which LISD refers to as Tech East and Tech West. So welcome, Jason, to the LISD microphones today. Thank you. Before we get started, I'd like to introduce our sponsor of today's podcast, which is our new sponsor, Texas Bank and Trust. And you will hear a little bit more about them in just a few minutes. So let's get started. You know, there's so much that I really would like to talk to you about, but we only have a certain amount of time, but we're going to just jump in it. So from the very beginning, can you give us a brief history, Jason, of just how LISD got to the point where we have these tech centers and a little bit about Jason Cooper. Absolutely. Uh, so I'll kind of start off a little bit about myself. I probably would have been an ideal candidate to being a, a career in technical education student. I grew up in a household where we didn't really talk a lot about college education. We always figured it's um, it's not for everybody and it's definitely not for me. I remember specifically telling my best friend I didn't want to go to college because I didn't like school when it was free, so why was I going to pay for it? Um, I worked in the dealership industry for about 10 years, uh, took four years off after high school and um, decided I'd, I do want to go to college and ended up going going a different route and uh, found my love of uh, education. It's amazing how um, some kids are going to have to take a different route to go to the same path as other kids. Some kids are ready at 18 years old to go to college. Some are going to have to figure it out at 21 or 22. Um, and some of them realize that, hey, I found a passion that um, that edu- post-secondary education isn't for me, and I already have something I'm passionate about and something that can provide for uh, for their family. So um, I'm so glad you said that because we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But college is not necessarily for everybody, is it? Right. Yeah. So specifically to Louisville ISD and our career in technical education history. So in 1985, we opened up a state-of-the-art career center, uh, Dell Jackson. Um, And then in 2010, uh, Career Center East opened. It was uh, renamed Tech East with the anticipated opening of Tech West. Um, Because in 2017, the bond was passed to uh, not only build the career center that we're in today at Tech West, but also to expand um, the Tech East campus. Campus, uh, which we're in the the planning stages right now of of opening a new wing over there. So um, we really have been uh, just leading the industry really for the state of Texas in CTE with our career centers, um, but also what we do at the home campuses as well. So we uh, we have a strong community support, strong administrative support um, that shows the passion that they have for our technical programs and what phenomenal facilities we have. I mean, it's just. You know, we've talked about this in the past. I have always been so passionate about what you guys have done out here. It's just a a beautiful facility, your staff, the offerings that are made out here. So that kind of segues into my next question for you, which is about the deals with the shortage 
of, of, of service workers that we have out there. We hear about it all the time. It's in all mm-hmm. the papers. It's in all the media. Everybody's always talking about it. The, you know, post-pandemic anyway, there was, a, there was a shortage of a lot of workers in all areas. Right. But now that a lot of those people have gone back to work, they're continuing to see the huge shortage shortages in the service workers. So what do you see? What's, what's missing? What, what can we do to help get the word out just, you know, about how, how successful that people can be with these, with this program and, and the, the lucrative nature of it? Right. And, and like you mentioned, um, the reason for the change of demand right now um, really is because all of the baby boomers who went into these careers that uh, were highly technical and highly skilled and had great careers, they're on the back end of those careers. They're either retiring or trying to retire or whatever else it is. And there's nobody to fill those spots. And last time I checked, it's still going to be getting hot in Texas over the summer, and we need somebody to repair those AC systems. I've always there's, said that that is the the. You want a job with job security? Go yeah. to HVAC in Texas. Exactly, because you will do whatever it takes to make sure that your AC stays running or gets back up to working. Right. So, um, so we are. We're in a, a time right now where the trades is a is a mass focus, and uh, and it needs to be. But uh, not only the trades, but there there are a lot of careers out there that I think just kids don't understand really the opportunities that are out there. I think the biggest thing is visibility, um, making sure that these kids know about these opportunities and realize, wait a second, I didn't know this career was out there. Um, you have to think about it. When I go back to when I was in high school, my the scope of, of lens of careers and uh, career options of what I could do was so limited just because I hadn't been exposed to everything. Um, that's what our goal is in CTE is to help kids really understand this is everything that's available out there. Um, so I think it's visibility. I think it's communication with, with students and families. Um, I think students need to make sure that, like we mentioned, that they understand the opportunities that are available to them, um, what they can experience while still in high school, um, before they ever even plan post-secondary education or their careers. Um, word of mouth on other students that are successful. Um, if The moment we have a successful student through a, a program go out and really start making some serious serious money and they go back and tell their friends and their friends siblings and all of that that's really where your recruitment starts starts self-promoting itself um it's those kids who who had a, a great experience with the program or with the teacher and then are able to transition straight into the workforce those are the things that um, can recruit faster than what we could ever do um and i think for parents i really think it's perception um we've gone through some interesting waves um especially when it comes to college of hey find a find a career with a nice retirement and with a pension and then all of a sudden it's shifted to everybody's got to go to college because you're you're capped if you don't go to college and and now we're in this kind of interesting time where uh, student loan debt is um, is massive right now. We're we're more in student loan debt as a nation than we are in credit card debt, which means we're paying more money for education than we are for for having fun and for entertainment and and paying bills. Um, so it's an interesting time, and I think it's a perfect time for us to really offer everything that we do because. Um, and I'm sure this will probably come out more than once, but our job in CTE is help kids figure out what they do, but also what they don't want to do for the rest of their lives. And we're trying to get skills into these kids that maybe they pursue that career or maybe they're just um, effective citizens and they know how to work on their cars. They know how to maintain their home. They know how to uh, cut their kids hair, just different things like that. 
whether they pursue it in a career or not. So, um, like I said, I think it's just visibility, and I think it's communication um, with students and families of what these careers really are about. Also, like you said, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of people saying that, that um, you know, what lucrative situations these are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you guys have companies that are coming here and taking kids right out of this this facility and offering them full-time employment Mm -hmm. and in those those are in jobs that i understand are even involved in signing bonuses and Mm -hmm. things like that so i think you're right i think that i was thinking that too that i think that is a huge thing that uh the actual marketing of it in the communications of it to let everybody know that wow i mean you know you can get an hvac job you know if you have a certificate could possibly get you into an hvac job for probably in the 50s 60s plus mm-hmm. possibly with a sign-in bonus with a lot of other perks and benefits that go with that right you know uh, people usually think of and, and you said it a minute ago when when you talk about trades um what the the trades would actually be just certain Courses, courses, and and line of curriculum, right? I mean, right. So, so what what is the difference? I mean, between if we just say trades, or if we say like veterinary medicine, or uh, medical tech, or even I don't know if cosmetology would be considered that or not. What would what would be considered trades? So, when people will say trades, and um, they'll really be talking about you've got our building trades, our wood manufacturing, um, we've got our electrical, we've got our HVAC, uh, you've got your auto tech, your auto collision, you have your cosmetology, things like that. Hands really on, hands on skills that um, you can immediately go into the workforce um, without an official four year education. Uh, post high school, so okay. that's that's really the trade. So, place. and along those same lines, I, 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 just like you said, I think most people automatically think of welding, HVAC, mm-hmm. automotive when they think about the career centers, right? But as they say, but wait, there's more, <laughs> right? There's a lot more to, to it than that. Absolutely. Just tell us a little bit about. I mean, how many programs are out there, and and then uh, maybe end it with with what some of the new stuff that maybe a lot of our viewers had no idea that you guys were going in that direction. Well, I think that's what's um, so impressive, Um, and I think that's what so many people, especially community members, parents, uh, even LISD staff members who don't realize the scope of what we cover, um, when they walk these buildings, and these two career centers specifically, they walk through and they say, wow, I didn't realize that animation and video game design were here or health science were here and things like that. Because you you do. You have the people who still think of the wood shop and the home ec. Yeah, we still have wood shop and home ec. It's just a state-of-the-art culinary lab and it's a state-of-the-art wood manufacturing lab. But we also have a whole lot more after that. And, I mean, no matter what the student's interested in, I guarantee you we have a home that they're interested in, um, whether you're going to planning on going to a four-year university, whether you're planning on going to the military, whether you're planning on going to technical school, or whether you're going straight to the industry after high school, any of those kids still have a home here because we do. We have some uh, programs that you're not, you're going to be capped and you're not going to be able to enter the workforce without going to a four-year university. But we also have a ton that you still can continue off into the uh, trade school or directly into the workforce. So um, it's it's definitely something that um, I think the perception is is it's pretty easy to debunk those theories the moment somebody steps inside these walls and starts realizing the names of the programs that are here. I think that's what really makes these these campuses unique. 
And, and so many people, I, I think just some of those that you mentioned are just probably in all already. I mean, uh, cybersecurity, for instance. I mean, there, there's one that is, is there a certificate involved with that or, or is it more of a curriculum? So um, in certificates are really the big buzzwords right now, um, especially with Texas Education Agency. Um, you do have you have some certificates that are going to take two years and a thousand hours to complete, like our cosmetology uh, certifications. Um, and then you're also going to have a certification that you can study the curriculum for three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, take a test, be able to pass it, and then move on and take another one and pass it after that. Um, maybe it's an Adobe uh, certification or a Microsoft Office or an AWS certification with welding. So there, there are really kind of different levels, different layers. Um, some of them, like I said, take two years throughout a whole program, like our firefighter or in EMT certifications. Some of them you can do within three, six, nine weeks. Um, so it really kind of depends. But um, regardless of what the state says, hey, these are the certifications that we're going to rate your school district on because we are rated and our A through F accountability rating um, is rated on number of uh, industry-based certifications we get. We pay attention to those, but we also pay attention to others that we say, state's not going to recognize these, but these kids need this. So that's why we offer our forklift certifications and our OSHA certifications, um, first aid CPR, things like that. So um, we we do everything that we can to make sure that our students are ready the moment they hit those industry doors to go straight into a workforce. That is that is absolutely incredible. And I, I think the you're right. There has been a lot of discussion on on what certificates mean. But, you know, when you get back to cybersecurity again, I mean, to me, that's something that Gosh, practically all companies. I mean, you could with with a certificate, let's say, right. with a cybersecurity certificate, meaning you're highly trained in that particular area. It seems like the demand for that could be universal. Right. I mean, we're talking about not only computer companies and banks, obviously, are big in this, or uh, any company these days. I mean, what a that just seems like that could be another one of those job placement things that could really be easy if you have if your company has online access in any way then they have some type of cybersecurity person department or something because the threat is it definitely is out there and once again that's a prime example of a program it's helping kids really understand what it is how lucrative it is and just how exciting that career can be are there any any things any programs that are coming down the pike that aren't here yet that are things that are on your wish list that you want to move toward? So we do. Um, if you uh, if you're an avid uh, school board uh, school board meeting um, viewer, then you might have heard some of our our conversations. Like I mentioned, the back part of the 2017 bond is the expansion of um, Tech East, and we were we we're hoping to launch that wing fall of 2025. Um, and dental is one thing that's coming that's been in high demand. Um, we're expanding our welding program. We have uh, maxed out a wait list and then some um, so we'll have welding at there's both another campuses. job security topic absolutely. right I mean, of absolutely. course right there welding right and and that's a prime example of one that you can go straight to the workforce or you can continue your post-secondary education and do underwater welding and different things like that um, so we're we've got a, uh, a clean diesel program that we're looking to start uh, can't give too much information out about that partner that we're, we'll be working with but that's something else that's coming with the expansion um, and a couple other things that we're looking at 
there's a strong interest with aviation, and we're trying to figure out ways that we can incorporate that within the um, the limitations that we have with building and things like that. But um, those are the biggest things that are kind of on our radar currently. So am I am I right by saying that if uh, let's say students have gone off to college and they were they're already they're not sure what they want to do. What what do you, is anybody thinking about that down the road of what people let's say they're not they're not in high school I mean it's an easy entrance into CTE through high school but what about the kids that have already gone gone and they're twenty one twenty two years old what do they have to do to get back and you come back and they say hey I want to go through a program like that so um, is that just the technical schools right I mean, they, that's a lot of times that'll be technical schools um so it's not too late i mean we have um we have teachers who uh, began in an industry after they finished off their first industry 10 15 years and realized that's not what i want to do for the rest of my life and then they changed industries and um, now they're teaching within that industry and they're going to spend hopefully a long time as an lisd instructor um so I don't want to ever say it's it's never too late. Um, I mean, we our job, our tagline is where will you be in 10 years? And that's the kindergartners that are sitting in our, our elementary schools right now saying in 10 years, what career and technical education programs do you want to do you want to be involved with? Um, it's talking to the middle schoolers. Where will you be in 10 years? Will you be in college, military, um, in the workforce? And it's talking to our seniors and saying, hey, 10 years out when you're you know, coming in to being a third year old, where do you want to be in a career? And I think if you can kind of start helping think five, 10 years out, it really kind of hits home and it helps you start realizing, okay, truly, what do I want to do? Because maybe I want that degree, but what am I going to go do with that degree? Because wherever, whatever you're getting your degree in should dictate what college you're going to. Your college shouldn't necessarily dictate your degree. And I think that's a lot of times where, um, where some kids um, get excited about an acceptance letter from a university when they don't realize that what they're truly passionate about, that university may not even offer that. So our whole job here is as much exposure that we can to things that you do and don't want to do for the rest of your life. And then hopefully that will lead you into making that best decision because college is an expensive way to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life. That's that's our job here is to help figure those things out before you graduate. And what a great opportunity um, for the parents, mm-hmm. you know, to to really take an active role here, too. Obviously, we want to try to get the word out to the students and to our counselors and our teachers, but to the parents. I mean, I, my message to to our parents would be take an active role in this right. and, and, and look at the long term of a nature of where your student is going and what they want to do and 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 where this economy is and where it's going to be in five years and 10 years, this incredible shortage of workers that we have, um, and see if this may be something that uh, your student may be interested in. And if they are, then, you know, I, I, and I know Jason would too, highly recommend that you look further into that. Absolutely. What a great segue into talking about your staff. Um, It looks to me, from what I've seen, the people that I've met, what a an outstanding group of, of of experts and professionals that you have lined up and what what a i mean obviously the role that they play in, in the overall success of these kids mm-hmm. i mean it's just up and down the, the the line where do you where do you get these people where do they come from <laughs> you uh you you work with your industry partners your advisory board members you're you're always 
you're always accepting resumes and applicants um, just because you know that you know that you have some great teachers and um, that what's unique about ours is our our teachers usually come straight from the industry. So we know that they have a backup plan. They can usually revert right back to industry. Um, and if you know anything about legislation right now and teacher pay and all of that, the teacher pay is usually not as competitive as what they can make in the industry. Our teachers in CTE are teaching because they're passionate about raising the next generation. So you always have to think in the mind, in the back of your mind, we have to build these programs for the kids. We have to build these programs with uh, how workforce is heading. We can't build it around one teacher because at any moment we we would um, potentially lose a teacher for to the industry and have to replace that. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's constantly being out there. Um, it's uh, strong networking. Um, we're not. Our teachers very rarely go to school to be a teacher. Our teachers usually go to school to be a welder, to go be um, an AV production specialist or whatever else it may be. They go to different career fields. We have a doctor on on staff that teaches our health science courses, um, cosmetologists, and it's getting those people from the industry to teach our students. Oh, I, I know. Well, you guys have done a great job, you, uh, Adrian and Justin, of, of getting the the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's been incredible. We got to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about what people are saying today, and that is, is college overrated? We'll be right back. For more than 65 years, Texas Bank and Trust officers and employees have strived to achieve excellence through hard work, dedication, and a passion for success. TBT salutes the students of Louisville ISD for demonstrating that same commitment. Texas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Well, we're, we're here with Jason Cooper, our Executive Director of CTE. And so now we move into, uh, there's always a controversial uh, question that I have on all of our podcasts. There's at least one. So not necessarily that there's controversy here, but, you know, we're we're in the education business, right? I mean, we're all... Um, I mean, this is a public school system, so it's all about education. And so normally people would think that it's a normal marketing thing for us to push our students and get our students in the next level, which would be college. Mm -hmm. But hold on here. You know, we we think that times are changing. Uh, And and I'll tell you right now uh, that I just saw this. I just saw this the other day that a survey that that the Wall Street Journal did. They surveyed uh, thousands and thousands of students across the country. And the results was that 56% of those students surveyed said that college is not worth it. They didn't they didn't they didn't pose the question of being overrated or anything like that. They said college is not worth it, meaning worth the investment and we we're not going to get political about it. There's a lot of other discussions about what's happening when kids go to college. But, mm-hmm. but let's, let's just talk about the financial end of it and what people are thinking and how many kids go through and, and they still don't know what they're going to do and don't know what they want to be. And then they start with a job that's not nearly, you know, that pays what they want it to do. Mm-hmm. So, so do you think that there's something can be said uh, about the, the, the power of a certificate versus the power of a degree? So it's a it's kind of a it's a tricky thing because for me personally, um, 
I wouldn't have the job that I had without my without my degrees. And same with my wife. We're both in education. Um, so I definitely value the education that I received from um, to outstanding universities and wouldn't trade that for anything uh, because of it laid me into a position that um, I'm passionate about and I love what I get to do. And I think anytime I get to talk to, to high school seniors, um, I try to talk to them and say, raise your hand if you're going to college, raise your hand if you're not going to college. Okay, why? And I think at the end of the day, what are you passionate about and what's the route to accomplish that? And sometimes that is going to be college. Sometimes it's going to be the military. Sometimes it's going to be trade school. Sometimes it's going to be straight into the workforce. Um, so I think that's definitely where it starts. Um, some of our kids probably think, yeah, I'm going to go to a four-year university because that's what I need to do. And then they get into our programs and they say, wait a second, what can I do with a certification? You mean I can go straight into the I can go straight into the workforce? I can go be a, a firefighter right out of high school at eighteen years old and making, you know, sixty, seventy thousand dollars and start my retirement clock and all of those things. So I think it it all depends on identifying what your plan is, um, identifying what you're passionate about. Um and we think about if you start working at 18 or 25 years old, whatever it is, if you're going to retire at, say, 60 or 65, that's a long time to work in a job that you're not passionate about. So if we help you find what you're passionate about, that's I think that's the determining factor, at least your starting point. Um, and because some of our kids, they do. It's I love it because I, I talk about our industry advisory boards that we have where we bring industry partners in, but we also bring previous students back in and uh, LIC alumni. And um, Pharmacy Tech's the first one that comes to mind. Uh, there's a student that uh, came and said that she's using her pharmacy tech uh, certificate to work as a pharmacist um, while she's going to college. And now she's going into medical school. She said, I have more money in my pocket than all my friends because they're waiting tables and I'm over here working in a pharmacist uh, or working as a pharmacist. Same thing about cosmetology. Uh, some of our students, they go straight into cosmetology because that's what they want to do for the rest of their lives. Some of them going to get their cosmetology certificate, knowing that they're gonna that they're gonna go end up doing that to whatever their next career is gonna be, whether it's paying their way through college or starting their own business or starting their own salon. Um, so I think it it it's all about figuring out what is your passion, um, what your can we help you realize your passion in our programs, and is there a need for a formal uh, college education after that? Because um, I mean, at the end of the day. Like I said, it's it's about what you want to do for the rest of your life. And um, at back in October, when I reported did our annual CTE report to the board, um, I gave a, a an article, some um, uh, stats from an article that talked about the return on investment of a college education. And it said, if you're looking for a faster return on investment, trade school is actually a, a quicker return on investment. You pay less money to get a, to get into a job a whole lot sooner. But then long term, a lot of times that four-year degree is something that can end up getting a, a longer return uh, on investment. But at the end of the day, it's if you have a plan for that degree, whether it's that technical degree or that college degree. If you don't have that plan, you're just going to waste a whole lot of money to figure out the same exact path. You know, and that's really well said, and I, and I think maybe, maybe what – rather than to say college is overrated – 
I would like to see it probably more in the direction that college is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what you're saying, that that it it depends. You know, there are so many variables there. But then I think the way you put it, too, that it is probably the – the easier, the 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 better, uh, the the financial ways to to do it early on like that, depending on your financial situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right; the long term does have a different potential. But that kind of depends too. It, it it depends, you know. I mean, I know I know now people don't stay with jobs near as long as they used to. You know, it used right. to be you could stay with a job for 20 years and retire. Mm-hmm. That usually doesn't happen. I think the average is about seven to nine years now that people usually stick with the job unless something else happens that they decide to go in, in a different direction. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good way to look at it, that um, you just have to look at the whole picture and, right. and make that decision. But it's not necessarily the kiss of death. If you can't go to college, you don't want to go to college, or whatever your particular situation is, right. there are alternatives, and this is an absolute phenomenal alternative to that. Okay, real quick, take us through. We've been asked before, what's it, what's it like as a student in our in our career centers? Can you take us through just a real brief day in the life of a the typical CTE student? Absolutely. Um, so, and just for clarification, you can be a CTE student at one of our home campuses. We have 185 CTE teachers. Only 40 of them are actually at the career centers. Um, so you can take some of the electives at our uh, home campuses. But if you really want to talk about the pieces with um, a mass amount of uh, expensive equipment or um, technical expertise, that's really where our career centers hone in because to find, you know, 10 doctors that previous doctors to get on staff at every single campus that'd be a pretty tough challenge but we can consolidate those and bring them at the career centers that's where we really are able to to be um, just as robust as we are but uh, so you do spend half a day over here and it is for 9 through 12 uh, grade students um, you spend half a day over here for 18 weeks uh, so you'll start off at um, you can either take the bus we'd provide transportation from all of our high school campuses you can ride the bus over here from your home campus uh, first thing that morning spend um, a complete uh, two class block over here you go back to your campus for lunch and the rest of your core classes and um, spend the rest of your day there if you're in the afternoon portion obviously that's flipped after lunch you come over here for the afternoon and then go back to your home campus but um, if you walk through our halls and you talk to a lot of these kids they're still involved in UIL activities and sports and band athletics all of those different things um, student council so they're still very involved in their home campuses they just happen to be taking some classes over here um, remotely off campus for 18 weeks all morning or all afternoon so um, that's really the biggest thing like you mentioned there's no cafeteria over here we do have a a cafe a student-run cafe that we do breakfast and and brunch um and and to go lunches at times but it's not for students um so it it's a non-traditional setting um, but it's very intensely focused of you came over here for welding or vet med or whatever else it is you're going to be over here focusing on that the whole time you're over here Awesome. Okay. Well, that that's uh, that. You mentioned some things that I did not know, and so that's that's interesting. I think that'd be real interesting to our viewers. What about job placement? Is this something that uh, that we offer as a service, or, or you know, the kids are getting towards the end of graduation? I mean, uh, are we are we helping them to get placed? So. 
It's actually interesting. We didn't plan this in t- uh, intentionally, but if you actually step out these doors right now and go out into the hallway, we actually have a career fair going I noticed on right that. now. I noticed that. Uh, How often does that go on? So there's one one in the spring, one in the fall at both of our career centers. Um, we also have a student-wide uh, uh, job fair um, for all of our district students, but the ones here are specifically for our uh, career center students. Um, so that's, that's a big piece of it. But to be honest, um, we have a career center counselor at each of the campuses um we have um like i mentioned our our teachers are highly involved with the industry and with every one of our career center programs have an advisory board so when our industry partners come back in and get inside of our classrooms for guest speaking opportunities and internship opportunities they meet these kids start identifying these kids that's where that direct industry placement comes in. Um, if you come into one of our programs, I'll just take um, HVAC and electrical right now for a prime example. If we graduated 100 kids at, per year in those programs, if every one of those kids wanted to go into a, a, an employment right out of high school, we could find a home for them just because the demand is so high right now. I mean, we we literally have calls all the time from companies that are fighting over our kids and saying, well, can, come on and send them over this way. And that's great, but they already have other opportunities that are laid out in front of them. I mean, it really is opportunities that they can pick what they want to do and what where they want to work. What a problem to have. It's, it's neat. You know, as compared, once again, as compared to possibly some uh, student that graduates from college. Mm-hmm. And we've all heard this story and these stories about what am I going to do? I don't even know what industry I'm interested in. Uh, trying to go to Indeed.com mm-hmm. and, and just looking for different opportunities and Wow. And you look at the, the years that they've, I don't want to say lost, but have gotten beyond them, you know, three or four years of, of, of going the other route that mm-hmm. could have been already in a job force and, right. and you know, making money and, and already, as you said, the retirement clock is going. And, right. Uh, wow. I was wow. at a meeting about a year ago and didn't really understand fully what they were looking for, but I knew that Charles Schwab was going to be there. Um, Meta, who owns Facebook and all of that, was there. And uh, they were talking about needing students uh, to, uh, to come and work for them. And it was all about the trades because they said, we have these massive buildings and warehouses that we're building right now, and we need people to run these. So we have some kids that are in our welding programs or HVAC programs that may end up going and working for the company that owns Facebook. Who would have thought about those opportunities right outside you're, of our You're exactly our right. You're exactly right. I mean, in, in, otherwise, you're going to go into that Indeed.com pool right. of millions of applications and millions of resumes. And we all know how that game works with these companies that get these resumes. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> your, your resume has to really pop to be able to get pulled off the top to even get called in for an interview. Right. And so the leg up that you have over that whole scenario of going through this is is absolutely amazing yeah because once those partnerships are built and they trust the students that we're putting out because man we have some amazing students in our programs in lisd and the moment that relationship's built out and that just trust equity is there they know hey go back to lewisville isd because we know the type of kid we're going to get and get to hire man that is so awesome another question i get is about uh, adult programming, you know, such as cooking and other uh, non-credit type things. Are these things that the Career Center will ever look into uh, that maybe could be offered down the road for people out of school? So you're not the only one that's received that question, Um, but possibly um, 
there are a lot of logistics that we just have to work through and kind of think through. Um, I mean, when you think about it, someone has to be here to run the building. Um, someone has to teach the classes. Someone has to build out the logistics and all of that. Um, all of our equipment has a lifespan. Um, so, I mean, the, the microphones that we're using right now, the cameras that we're using right now, um, our welders, all of those, they have so many hours that they can be used. And they're going through a lot of use by multiple 15 to 19 year olds that are going through this equipment and turning it on, turning it off and making mistakes and learning in those classrooms. Um, so uh, they already our our campuses do have do take a toll on just as far as the number of students that we serve. Um, and as much as I would love to get certain adults in here and be able to do those classes at the end of the day, I need to make sure that we're set up to best serve the the 50,000 students that we have in Louisville ISD right now. And that's the biggest thing is trying to wrap our heads around how do we teach these classes without our teachers getting burned out? How do we protect our equipment and our facilities? So um, it is definitely always on the radar, and I would love to do it. Yeah. It's just figuring it, out. It would make sense. I mean, just how do we a do beautiful it? facility. And, right. And, you know, but but you're right. Priority number one, we got to take care of the 50,000 students that we have. and. That, that percentage that want to go through these programs. There was a, so a CT totally director in, in the uh, in the DFW area that called me one day and asked, hey, are y'all doing something like this? We're being approached. And he was saying, man, I have some reservations. I'm just, I'm worried about what happens if something goes wrong. So, I mean, it's, we're not the only people being asked about that. Yeah. And we're not the yeah. only people with reservations, but... I would if there's if there's a way we can make it happen. I'd love to do it. Well, we know there's a need. You yeah, know, there there's a want. There's a desire for right. it. So that that's that's half the mm-hmm. half the uh, the equation. So somebody that's interested out there, somebody maybe on the fence, uh, wants to know more, uh, want, want to know and learn more about CTE. What do they need to do? So I know it's overwhelming. Um, it's it's overwhelming as a parent because you're you're focused on on parenting is sometimes just surviving the day and then thinking, you know, three years out or four years out, I'm, I've got a fifth grade son right now and an eighth grade daughter, and they're both transitioning to middle school and high school. So me talking through course options with them without trying to encourage them too much one way or the other and letting them build their own paths. Um, I know that it's a lot, even me as the as the executive director of CTE. So for just an average parent who doesn't know, it is a lot. So I think the first thing is um, is take a look at our, our website. It's www.lisd.net slash CTE. Um, you can also email us CTE at Lewis or at LISD.net. Um, you can pick up the phone and, and call either one of our career centers. And we've got everybody around here is very well aware of what we do. Um, you can talk to, um, you can talk to just about anybody associated with Louisville ISD and they know how to get a hold of the CTE team. Um, but I think any way that you can contact us, we can answer questions. Um, we, I would definitely recommend come out to our community nights. We do one in the fall and one in the spring. Fall is usually around um, October-ish, September, October. The spring is usually around February-ish. We try to get it right before registration closes. It's open to the community. You can see everything that we're doing in our programs. Um, We also have some other events. We just finished off our spring plant sale. Um, We'll have um, just all kinds of just different things that we can open up to the community. But 
I think take advantage in, in getting our programs, whether you have a sophomore in high school, whether you have um, a kindergarten or an elementary school, whether you're just um, somebody who lives in the community and doesn't have kids currently in our system, but you want to see ways that you can support us or volunteer, um, absolutely, come on out. And we we very rarely turn people away um, that want to get want to get involved. And I think that's the biggest thing. I was just going to say, come out, take the tour. Really take advantage of the tour, ladies and gentlemen. If you come out here and you tour Tech West, you tour Tech East, uh, you're, you're just going to be in awe when you walk out. Bring your student with you, and uh, you're, you're going to learn some things, just like I learned today, mm-hmm. things that I never knew. So, uh, Jason, thank you so much for being with us Absolutely. today. Absolutely. I mean, this has been awesome. Uh, I wish we, uh, we could go on. I know I could go on for hours talking about CTE. It is a passion of mine. I think you guys have done just an absolute phenomenal job of turning this into just a a, a facility and a curriculum that is people are going to want to see and, and learn about all over the state. So uh, congratulations to that. Thank you. So thank you all for, for everybody for being with us. I'd like to remind everybody this is an entirely student-run operation, so I'd like to thank our crew who helped us put this together today. So until next time, from all of us at LISD, go out and make it a great day. See you next time.